0: Lovely. After that, welcome. This had better be good or else. I know, my goodness. You now, are well trained. Excellent. Very good audience so far, but it's early days yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, now, so ladies and gentlemen,
0: as you know, I like to season these little conversations with a bit of research so that I can go through all the credits of my guest. But honestly, when I Googled Miss Walters here, I just looked at the, and I thought, there's so much here, I'll, even if doing good, the credits will take me an hour, we'll have no time for chat. Because it's been an extraordinary career, when you just think about the people you've worked with, uh, Julie Victoria Wood, Alan Bennett, Alan Bleasdale, Mike Lee, uh, uh, Willie Russell, uh, Arthur Miller, William Shakespeare, I mean, <laughs> you only worked with the best. never turned up. <laughs> <laughs> and then one thinks about, you know, the Harry Potter films, and one thinks about Billy Elliot, and latterly you're playing Mo Merlum and Mary Whitehouse. Not in the same film, I don't no. think. <laughs> well, that would have <laughs> been a real yes, challenge. Yes,
1: it would have been interesting.
0: And mm-hmm. Julia's sort of four-decade career, and you've ended up with... Now, let's see if I can get this right. There's one Golden Globe, two International Emmys, and Olivier for your performance in All My Sons Here at the National, Uh, I mentioned the Golden Globe, didn't I? Oh, two Oscar nominations for Billy Elliot and Educating Rita. And not one, not two, not three, but seven BAFTAs. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Julie, but don't you think that's being a bit greedy? I mean, can't you give the other girls a chance every now and then? It didn't cost me a fortune. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are on the set of your current success. Yes the last of the housemen in which you play Judy, if you like, a, a wild child of the 60s who's coming to terms with later life, and her adult children come to see her, and here we are on the set. So were you looking to come back? It's the first time on stage since Acorn Antiques the Musical, I should yes. think, isn't it? Were you looking to get back to the live theatre? Oh, yeah. No,
1: I love theatre. It's so... It was just exciting. And it's, you're in charge of the telling of the story. And and I love The National, mainly because it's in repertoire, so you don't have to do it every night. But, no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, The National's a lovely, lovely place to work because there are lots of other actors here doing other shows. There's just a great feel to it. And uh, Now, under Nick Heitner, it's just amazing. It's really buzzy and full of life. And so, this wonderful script and the combination of being here was just, well, a girl couldn't. To turn it down <laughs> yeah, quite. Really. So
0: what was it about the script that you liked then when you first had a look at it?
1: Well it's brilliantly written and it's, it's f- funny and it's really touching and moving and it's edgy and uncomfortable and very real and, um, and I kind of I, I, I've never met anyone like Judy Houseman, but I felt immediately the characters that I play but I felt immediately that I know this woman. I know her. She's a, you know, she's a very posh hippie, or was. And, um, and I kind of... Who it is, I, know, I must have met someone like her. I don't know. But uh, she just... It's one of those characters that goes... Into your heart. You know, and I think, yes, no, I know. But others, you have to really work hard. I did have to work hard to find her, actually. Mm-hmm. But, but nevertheless, it, it, it was just a... She's a fantastic character.
0: And I but thought... Because, I mean, probably because you've been doing so much screen work. But I think you've only done two... Stage pieces, in the last ten, because t- all my sons yeah. was what two thousand. Yeah, it? it was. Yes. So that's only two two uh, stage experiences in twelve years. Do you do the muscles get a bit rusty from p- sort of lack I'm of, of sure, use? Yeah, or? I'm not sure they do really. Mm-hmm. I wondered what it would be I, what it would
1: be like because I haven't done a straight play mm. since two thousand. But um, yeah, just walking on. I suddenly, as soon as we got into the Littleton and walked onto the stage, I felt comfortable, and I thought it is my kind of more my home than mm-hmm. a film set is. I mean, filming is, I love filming as well. Um, you know, it's like a family and everyone's doing different jobs. I love all of that. But there's just something about the stage. It's, you know, coming out of the rehearsal room onto the stage, mm-hmm. instead of it being, oh my God, it was, oh. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying I wasn't nervous as anything mm-hmm. when we first did it, that's, but that's a different thing. I mean, it's just a, a feeling of comfort and I love it where I feel I belong somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're, you, you never lose the instinct to play to a live audience. Then it's something. It's a gift you always have, presumably. I, as an I actor. think
1: so. Yeah. I, th- I don't know. I can't speak for other actors, but mm. I, I think so. I mean, and this is this is quite a hard one. Not you, not your marvelous, <laughs> obviously. But um, th- this theatre is quite hard quite, to play. In what way? Well, acoustically, mm-hmm. it's really you. You know, because in, in rehearsal, we were you know, you can be really intimate in the rehearsal room and Howard, our wonderful director, and, and everyone else in the stage management are all sitting, you know, there at the edge of the stage. So everything can be very intimate. The minute you get on here you have to change everything. I've got a line where I, I say to Rory. I say to him, I had to go to Plymouth to have a big chunk cut out of my leg. Look, Nicky. And I show him he's terribly embarrassed. And um, I show, but I couldn't play it like that, I have mm. to say. I had to I had to go to, you know, you're almost playing it to the audience. Mm. I had to go to mm. I had to go to Plymouth to have a big chunk cut out of my leg. And mention, sh- you know, that sort of thing. I know that's very boring to tell you that. But it's that sort of thing. Mm. You have to adjust hugely. And it's very it's dead underneath the um the balcony. Sort of overhang from the yeah, because yeah. of all the, the concrete and mm-hmm. everything. So you really, it is that's that's the biggest, most difficult thing. So you have to give it plenty
0: of projection. Now.
1: Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So we have to um, do warm our voices. Mine doesn't sound very warmed up, does it? But I'm sounding a bit like Paul Robeson or somebody. But um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, you have to warm it up. It's hugely before you play here, and unlike the Cottesloe, which is heaven, of well,
0: course. Are you are you just, it's now. like being in a
1: film. Yeah. Only you're on stage. It's fantastic.
0: Each, each auditorium has it. I mean, if you played, you haven't played the Olivier no, yet? God, that must be, you're God looking forward to God. that. No? I don't know what that would be like.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine. Because you have to really sort of push here. So.
0: so you have to remind yourself that you want to fit the back of the circle.
1: Yes, and really, underneath. And
0: underneath as well. So give that particular, I'll bear that in mind later on. Now, <laughs> talking about the character of Judy, I mean, do you think, I'm, I am don't quite make up my mind, it's because of how she was, that her children have turned out that way, or whether they would have done anyway, because lots of kids from very stable backgrounds tend to, you know, go off the rails a bit. What do you think?
1: Well, I think their upbringing has had a huge um, impact Mm -hmm. on them. The fact that their mother sort of... The backstory of it is that when my character was young, she was this hippie, and she, you know, she she had very oppressive, authoritarian parents... And she went completely off the rails once she was at university and, uh, and had these two children quite early on. The chap, the father, disappeared. Mm-hmm. And she ended up... Uh, you know, she was a hippie, and she ended up going to Pune in India with, where Bhagwan Rajneesh um, was... I don't remember him, the orange people. He mm-hmm. was a sort of kind of cult... Well, he mm-hmm. wasn't a cult in a sense, but it was a, a sort of movement... And he was a kind of guru. And she, and, and she went and joined that with the children. And it was completely, you know, um, free love, free sex, free everything. And the children were all brought up uh, all together. And the parents never saw the parents. And she just went off the rails, eventually brought them home. And, and the parents, who were they, they then were brought up by her parents. Mm. And so they're very angry, basically. Two very angry uh, people. And, um, and, and it's had a huge... Uh, without going into the play, because some of you might not have seen it, those people who haven't seen it can leave now, actually. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> so so but I think it must have had a <clears throat> huge impact, you know, not feeling secure, not being able to make proper relationships and um, all of that. And, and, yeah, I think it will have had. And also, there'll be genetic stuff, some, mm-hmm. you know, as well, and all sorts in there. But
0: because, certainly. I mean, I think I was thinking of, uh, after the play about a sort of bohemian upbringing, and I remember chatting to Ray Fines, for instance. He had quite a sort of nomadic... Uh, he and his siblings wandered all around Ireland and other places, but doesn't seem to have done them any harm. So no.
1: it depends on if they were loved. Mm. I think, and I think this feeling of not—I mean, I think she loved them, Judy. She was trying to survive her own upbringing mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, trying to get through life herself. And I—I I, I think they probably felt fairly unloved.
0: Because um, I think she made a She made a genuine attempt to live in a different way yes. and in a yes. new way. And I think one shouldn't. Some, some people have thought she's a bit sort of feckless, which I suppose she is in a way, but I think she does genuinely believe in her ideal. Oh,
1: yeah, no, I think she does, and still does. And mm. I think leaving school, uh, leaving, get, getting to university in 1968, when it was hugely... You know, there was a huge student movement, mm. political movement. And for her, it was her first big rebellion, and she, you know, rebelling against the authoritarian father, mm. against, and then along with everyone else against society as it was at the time and wanting to change it all of that was heaven to her and i think it was a re- huge release and i think that she never overcame that it's like people who went through world war 2 mm. and it's not the same i'm not but in one sense in that that was the most extraordinary experience you never quite overcome it and it it was for her i think it was a, at the peak of her life and she so she's never let go of those mm. those 1960s radical ideals and
0: um, i mean did yeah. you have to cuz Let's face it, Julie, you and I are of a generation who, remember, were around in the 1960s. How so. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going
1: to pour
0: some tea. <laughs> oh, that's my job. I should be doing yes, that. Yes, he hasn't poured. In I know. Student. Shocking. Shall I, what about milk first? Shall I do the milk? Oh, you
1: better better stopping,
0: so Posh. OK, <laughs> go on, then. Well, then. we are at the National theater Well,
1: at the National Theatre of Great mm-hmm. Britain, and we have biscuits.
0: What I was going so, to say, I mean, how much of um, the 60s spirit kind of reached you in mm. the West Midlands. Can you were you kind of aware <laughs> was there I'm was a flower power in Smethic? <laughs> I'm sorry it just no. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: But there was at Manchester Polytechnic School of Theatre, ah,
0: may I say to you. Which is where you fetched up.
1: Which is where I fetched up, where I trained, actually. <laughs> so, um, yes, no, that was. And, mm. and it, was, it was very trendy to be a student mm. then, in those days. I mean, I went on demonstrations and everything. And I can't remember what they were for. I can remember... <laughs> <laughs> so much for of principal. Fun. I know. But, uh, I can remember I had my boyfriend then saying to me, there's an anti-apartheid demonstration. Blimey, what's that? <laughs> and he said, um, yes. So I said, it, yes. So he said, do you want? You're going to come on it? I said, oh, 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 well, I. He said, oh, so you will condone apartheid? <laughs> so I said, hang on a minute. I had to go upstairs and look up. First of all, condone. <laughs> and then, and then apartheid. Well, that took me all day. Mainly because it wasn't spelled A-P-A-R-T-I-T-E. Do you see? Anyway, so so it was a bit. <laughs> I've told him about that since we're friends too. Anyway, yes. What but, did you ask me? I can't. Well, we were talking. Important.
0: We were talking about the spirit of the age, you know, the Zeitgeist of the sixties. And I wondered yes. how much, because I remember, you know, in Edinburgh, rather dis- It all seemed, to be there was a sort of air of excitement about it. things yes. were possible. Even things in people, Edinburgh. Even in Edinburgh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, one or two things, but it's, you know, there were great music in the charts and oh, riots, Evénement yeah. de May in Paris in 68, Summer of Love in oh, 67. Yes.
1: No, oh, the music mm. alone. I just feel very privileged to have come through those, the 60s and the early 70s with, with the, the music that we had in those days. And uh, what did you ask me? <laughs> I just <laughs> Never picked mind. up on the music. What I was
0: going to say, though, is you're a bit of a rebel yourself, because I don't, I, I'm right in thinking you were asked to leave school.
1: Oh, I was. It sounds a bit sort of more exciting than it was. I just never went. Oh, and, um, <laughs> it's in the sixth form, it was. So, yes. I, was, so I, was asked, mm. I was asked to leave. What did they say I was? Um, was subversive. It? I had to go and look that up as well. <laughs> <actually>.
0: <laughs> Well, did, didn't they accuse you of getting up to high jinks? Well, I think yes, yeah, something like I can't. Mm-hmm. I, there was a bit of that. Yes. Now, what did that? What was that? What did, what did high jinks mean then? What had you been doing?
1: Well, first, not not turning up and going to the Coppola Arch in Smithwick, <laughs> yes. where we used to go and have tea and cakes and <laughs> things like that, my friend and I, instead of going. And um, there, well, the other thing, I suppose there was one thing. There was there was this horrible French teacher who was very cold, and, and she was teaching. The French class that I was meant to be in, because so I was doing A-level French. And, but it was one of these partitioned classrooms with a wooden partition. And I can, oh, this is a terrible thing. I don't know why I'm telling you this now. You won't like me afterwards. Anyway, <laughs> she was teaching, and, I, and my friend and I, we were going to go off. We weren't going to, we weren't in the class. And I picked up one of these chairs and threw it at the partition. Well, the noise was, like, imagine, I thought she was going to have a heart attack. <gasps> like this. Anyway, so that was one of the mm. major events.
0: Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's like something out like of rock around the clock. <laughs>
1: yes, of course I'd never do anything like that. No. So what,
0: what did your parents, <laughs> what did your parents make of being asked, you being asked to leave? Well,
1: they didn't know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but my parents didn't. Well, but Mr. Mm. Taylor, who we were all in love with, the deputy head, gave me a letter and said he uh, told me I was subversive mm. and gave me this letter and said, "I want you to give this to your mother." Wrong. <laughs> of course, I was not going to do that. So I posted that into a dustbin on the way home and went and said to my mother that I'd reached a momentous decision. Mm-hmm. I was going, I, I didn't need to stay on for my A-levels. I, what I would do is I, I wanted to be a nurse, which is what she wanted me to be, and I had got in at a local nursing school, I didn't want to do it, but I thought, well, I, can do, I don't have to tell her, I'll tell her I'll do that. So I said, I, 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 I want to be a nurse, Mum. She went, oh, well, just, but you can still finish it. No, 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 Mum, I'll tell you what, I I'll get a job and then I can save. Save was very important to my Mum. <laughs> She Very was completely obsessed work. with saving everything. So she said, oh, yeah, that's a great plan. So that was it. So I went into nursing. Big mistake. But anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were there for 18 months or so? Oh, yes, right? just just over. Just yeah. over. Mm. And did it give you... I mean, did you watch the people? Did you study the people for sort of future reference? But, you know. Well, I
1: think, I think actors just do that mm. anyway. We just, you know you just take people in it's like because they used to say at drama school go and sit in a cafe and watch, and, I thought, and watch people you know or on the tube you watch people and I thought well yeah I do that anyway I'm completely fascinated I'm sure lots of people are you know and but actors are particularly and I think people go in and, and definitely people went in <laughs> in, the, in the nursing days it was an amazing experience
0: and where did the sort of performing urge come from? Because it's not in the family. There's an uncle that directed plays in Ireland. Am yes, I right he in did. That? Yeah, and
1: I didn't know that. No. that's really interesting. I didn't know that till long after I'd been an actor. And um, and, and they're all a bit dramatic. I mean, my grandfather used to, apparently, um, he used to uh, uh, what's the word? Recite great famous court cases. (Laughter) <laughs> in (laughs) a local Shabeen or something (laughs) in Ireland. I don't know, but apparently he used to (laughs) do that. And people flocked. And and, um, (laughs) so there's a bit of it. My mother was terribly dramatic. Everything was dramatic. You couldn't tell her anything. If you told her you had any worries, oh, my God, it would be... You know, it would be heightened beyond. So, you know, she uh, she hugely puts the drama into everything. Whereas my husband completely takes it out. And I can see why I'm with him. (laughs) Because he'll say, it's just a play. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a television play. <laughs> that, that scene you're worried about, someone would go, they'll laugh at the country, be going out and putting the kettle on at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know. oh. But I love that. Yes. I love the fact yeah. that he does that, because he immediately brings everything down. I think, oh, yeah, thank. Sometimes it can be a bit depressing, but <laughs> generally, it's great for me.
0: But you'd had no, you didn't know what actors were like. I mean, how, you, did you sort of. Just want you knew you wanted to perform, so you knew about drama school. You got into drama school, but was it all a, a tremendous learning curve? Not just rushing off to look up the dictionary every five <laughs> minutes. I mean, this the way of life was so different oh. from what you knew.
1: Oh it, no, it was heaven! It suddenly after nursing yes, my difficulties quite, with nursing over the over the eighteen months, and then I worked for a while in shops and factories and things up in Manchester where mm. my boyfriend was, and then I started the course, and it was like. Oh, suddenly being in the right gear in a car instead of straining along in first gear, you know, 40 miles an hour or something, burning out your engine or whatever you'd do if you did that. But it yeah. felt, that's what it, it felt like, oh, great, here we are. This it's like is.
0: coming home, finding your... Sort of yes, ratio.
1: and suddenly I had confidence, mm-hmm. the kind of confidence I didn't really have before, that I haven't got now. <laughs> you know, then yeah. I thought, yes, I could do anything mm-hmm. as an actor. You know, I was, you know, I oh, won't well, we'll go into that, but, you know that Suit and got knocked off, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Corners got knocked off that view of but, myself. I mean, the
0: Everyman Theatre in Liverpool that was the, That was one of the turning points in your yes. career, oh, wasn't def- it?
1: It was an amazing starting mm. point because Willie Russell, who wrote Educating Rita, was there, was a resident playwright. Alan Bleasdale, who did Boys from the Black stuff and so many other wonderful stuff mm. for television, he wrote for you know. It was just the best place you and could. And great
0: actors as well to and Jonathan great. Price. Jonathan Bill Price Nye. gave me my
1: first job, mm. yeah. because um, he was doing a little, he, was do, he was doing the first half of the season or something That's while right. Alan Dosser was away. Mm. So I auditioned for him and he gave me my first job. Yeah, Pete Postlethwaite was there, um, Trevor Eve, Tony Cher, mm. uh, oh, God, loads of others. I'm gonna miss that Alison Steadman. Yeah. Loads of fantastic people. It was a wonderful place. I remember
0: Jonathan telling me about the sort of principles of the Everyman, which aren't so far removed from what Judy in the play would tend to support. Would you agree with that? Yes.
1: No. Absolutely. It felt it was community, real community theatre. It served theatre to me had kind of meant something very middle class Mm. before I went there. I thought it was somewhere we never went. You know, I I went with the school. Mm. Uh, I I saw. I saw. um, Who did I see? Oh, oh, not Laurence Olivier,
0: who was that? John one? Gielgud?
1: No, no, Paul playing Iago. Uh, Frank uh,
0: Finlay?
1: Frank Finlay playing Iago, mm. of course, at my school. We were all eating crisps and talking through it. You know, like this, and it didn't, didn't feel, I felt that it was a club I didn't belong to somewhere, in a strange sort of way, but, but at The Everyman, it was for that community, there were plays about, we did other plays, we did Shakespeare and all mm. sorts, But it kind of invited them in and you you know it, it was a wonderful experience. I think the
0: first time I saw you in something was in Block Park. Oh yes. Which was Willie Russell again, yes. wasn't it? At the well it was then the Whitehall Theatre. Yes. Because uh, I think you transferred from The Mermaid. That's or right. We've
1: done that, it at the Everyman. Yes
0: was that kind of getting this is you were coming to London presumably for sort of the first time work-wise. I mean I had you done other things in the West End? Oh, yes, yeah. before
1: that. But we mm. did we, another play from The Everyman came down to London called Funny Peculiar. It
0: oh, ran forever at the Garrick. It, did. it? Yeah. it did. It <laughs> did. And um, yes, I was in it for
1: most of it. And, mm. and yes, with Richard Beckinsale, mm. he played uh, the, the male lead in it. And we all, came, yeah, that's what sort of got mm. me into London, yes. really. And then we did Willie's mm. Breeze Block Park after that. And Educating Reader came a lot later.
0: Quite, And it was about that time when you first met Victoria Wood, wasn't it? It was,
1: it was. I, met, we, I did a play at the Bush Theatre called *In at the Death*. I think that was must have been before that. Anyway, it's 1978, hmm. and um, and she said we've met before on the first day. I said no. No, she'd auditioned for Manchester Polytechnic while I was a first year student. Oh. And, um, and, and I looked at her and thought, oh, yes, I remember this little girl with glasses throwing up into a bucket, which she did, <laughs> she was so nervous. And she didn't get in. So, and I've told everybody in the press, of course, about the fact that she didn't get in. I got a letter from the, from the director of Manchester Polytechnic. Please, will you stop saying <laughs> she didn't get in? <laughs> and here I am again. <laughs> <coughs> but uh, Victoria
0: eventually won, won through the thanks Oh yes. small uh, uh, you know, measure to you. I mean, you you seem to be an immediate sort of... Are you kindred spirits? Was there a sort of immediate kind of...
1: It's weird, a, isn't it? What an may... empathy
0: between you. When yes.
1: You're... What is it? I don't know. What, what, why do we have bonds with certain people mm. and not with... Sometimes I think we just don't know why you mm. have these bonds. But the, yes, the minute she wrote this piece for us at the bush... It was the hit of the night. It was really hilarious. And um, stuck out, you know. And then, and, and I don't know. I felt like everything was specially for me. Oh, hello. <laughs> I felt like everything was specially for me. Mm. And, and, but it's just because she's a good writer. It's like mm. when you read a good novel. Mm. You think, well, no one else is going to understand this like me. Mm. It's because it's wonderful writing. And um, But yes, no, we did hit it up. We find the same things funny. I guess that's it. We made one another laugh.
0: Well, are you good mates away from... The work, working space, or well, do you kind of keep your distance from each other?
1: We don't keep our distance, but we—it's mainly email because she lives in North London and I live in West Sussex. Yeah. So, but we do—we mm. do keep in touch. Yes, definitely.
0: Any chance of her writing something for you both in the future? That we—I we'll be... don't—I
1: don't know. Mm. We'll have to see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait and see what, because I mean, I uh, saw her a couple of years ago. I think at uh, the Royal Albert Hall. And there she was, the place was completely packed, out, yeah. and it was, it was thrilling to see the mastery oh, she had over that audience.
1: Oh, yeah. She, there's no-one like her, is there? And I yet she's,
0: she's given that, it up, has she not?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I think she's had enough of that. Yes, shame. She, she might do one, two. I mean, well, you never know, do you?
0: Well, More,
1: but, but I think it's exhausting, all of that, mm. on your own as well.
0: And educating know, so. Rita, you mentioned earlier, and that was the sort of breakthrough for you, in a way, I suppose. That kind of established you as t- to a wider yes. public.
1: It was a combination of Educating Rita, Victoria's mm. stuff, which was happening mm. happened just as that, that, the, the play had come out, and then I'd worked with her, and then, on, uh, you know, for television, mm. and, and also around that time was Boys from the Black stuff, mm. and Alan Bennett's
0: um, yes, Talking Heads, talking
1: all heads. came in a matter of a couple of years of one another. And I think that's what, what did it, really.
0: And also, of course, you worked with Mike Lee on Ecstasy, didn't I did, you? I yes. saw, saw you in that as well.
1: Yes. Have you worked with heaven. Mike since? No, but he's asked me, but I've never been I've not been mm-hmm. free, or it's, I couldn't do it for various reasons. But I loved working. Mm. I loved it, doing that play with him. It was like a magical mystery to you. you never knew where we were going to be guided. And you, you you made the character. And I went to see the recent production mm-hmm. of it. It was amazing. And I thought, gosh... They're my lines. <laughs> Those are my lines from this girl I based mm. it on from home. It was really weird. Watching it, she did it brilliantly as well, the girl that did it.
0: And Educated Rita took you, well, got a, you're an Oscar nomination, as indeed did Billy Elliot. Have you ever been tempted to work in America and to try uh, see what life is like over there?
1: Not really, because I, well, I was out there mm-hmm. with Educating Rita yeah. when it first came out mm. there. And no, I. I never felt um, at one with it at all, and uh, it, it, actually, all, all the best writing is here. I feel mm-hmm. for me, and you know, if you're American, then it's going to probably be there. But but all the best, I like stuff that's about my own roots mm-hmm. and my own culture. I suppose I could have stayed at the time, and, and they were trying to. Sort, they didn't know what to do with me anyway. Got all these awful rom com scripts, <laughs> and yes. you know, the, well, anyone they're the, those parts that you don't could mm-hmm. be played in the no, 1900 ways because mm. they're not very well written, mm. you know. So, I, I'm just not, not interested in that. I wasn't interested in just trying to make it in America, mm. no. I, I just think, um, I'd rather be here. Really.
0: Well, we'd rather <laughs> you were here too, absolutely. <laughs> so, talk and now you, as I mentioned earlier, on you played Mo and you played. Mary Whitehouse, um, did, did you always feel a special responsibility when you play real people?
1: Oh yes, well, yes, definitely, because especially to, if they're alive, mm. and um, obviously those two women, the three women that I played recently that were real mm-hmm. people, were sadly gone. So, but but then you have their families, and you think you've got to respect their memory, and and so there, there is that. There, um, it's, it does feel a huge responsibility that you get things right, and um, usually the script—you know—the scripts were wonderful. Mm. So, and the family have been involved on all of those. Yes. So, so that's fine. But but what's great about it is there's a great mine of information that you can start mm. getting into and finding out. Like with Mo, the, I had, I had a, um, a documentary that was made by Granada on her, and um, they they sent me the footage and. The camera had never been turned off, even in between. Or they're asking her questions about uh, about p- political questions. And um, but in between, you got Mo sort of saying, well, oh, good, "Oh, for God's sake, come on, let's go, let's go for a drink, boys," and all of this. You know, mm-hmm. so you've got the real, or you could see her getting annoyed, or you could see her being tired, or you could see her being really funny, and so that. That it was really interesting to have someone to it was scary as well mm. so i don 't look anything like her no well exactly
0: because you, you, you felt that you should, but you you 're not doing an impersonation are you you 're doing it, a characterization no.
1: yes i mean you have to to a certain extent because she mo had died only about six years before, mm. and so I said to my husband do you, re- do you remember her do you remember how not do you remember her do you remember how she spoke and he said, yes, she had a sort of uh, quite a high vo- oh. He remembers how she spoke. So if Grant remembers, then other people will. Oh <laughs> no, you know, and then you know, and 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 yes, yeah, So is it? But she had a very specific way of speaking, and yes. I thought it's partly who she is. So you couldn't just do it sort of in my voice. I had to sort of take that on.
0: I mean, you also have to make judgments about the character. Mm. Uh, you, I mean, you're not doing a kind of uh, it's not a sort of uh, everything's ro- all you know ro- roses all the way no. type portrayal. You want to. Uh, warts and all characterisation, don't you? So, do you feel uh, slightly intimidated by suggesting that maybe sometimes they didn't act in a very nice way or had sort no. of ca- shortcomings? Or no, no, no. no.
1: no uh, it's got to be a real. Mm-hmm. Por- there's no point in doing it otherwise. If it was all sort of, w- it wasn't she a gas? Mm. Wasn't she good? For, you know, which she was. There was a. There's a real person there dealing with mm. something huge. You know her illness and her, and, and all of the repercussions of it, and so it had to be real. And the family, all you know, they get they gave a lot of the information. Yes. That's where it came from. So.
0: And I understood you when you played uh, magnificently a short stay in Switzerland, which I, for the audience who didn't see it was about a woman planning her own death, mm. in effect. Now that must have been terribly hard for you. I mean, did you feel? personally affected by the issue.
1: Oh, God, yeah, everybody involved Mm. in it did. It was so depressing. Unlike Mo, who, you know, obviously dies in the end, in the film, Mo was, you know, not preparing... She was preparing to live, most of it. Mm. She was huge. But right from, you know, within a few minutes of the film starting, um, Anne Turner was prepared, as you say, trying to deal with this awful illness and wanting to die and wanting to get it over Mm -hmm. with and uh, so yeah it was very depressing I mean you'd look around on the set and people (laughs) (laughs) you know the crew and people you know so I was very glad when it was over I have to say
0: but what's a fantastic scene though with you and Harriet Walter oh yes when she tries to talk you out of it, mm-hmm. well, it's it's more than that. It's a kind of discussion about the morality of yes, it, yes, yes, which was really fantastic, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A fantastic. No, I thought it was uh, a wonderful, wonderful piece. But mm-hmm. as you say, we're getting a bit depressing. All the, all these characters yeah. you don't <laughs> don't make it to the final I credits. Know, even the Oh, I oh, oh <laughs> 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 hush, hush, thou man. Mamma mia! Now that must be a lot more fun. Than Yes, <laughs> she didn't day. die. No, she uh, did. <laughs> Tell us about working with Meryl and all Pierce oh she's and all Colin and all the rest of them. Oh,
1: yeah, no, they were mm. great. It, it was an extraordinary experience. And, and Merrill is like a force of nature. Mm. I mean, she's mm. a proper actor. You I mean, don't feel, oh, here's a... She doesn't behave like a star. She's completely, you know, hardworking in that... God, she's got so much energy. She's got about the energy of ten people. And... Um, and endlessly creative. And, she, no, she was great. And all for it, very supportive of Phyllida Lloyd, who'd never directed a film yeah. before. And, you know, and hard for a woman. Films are very blokish, really, generally speaking. And so very hard for her to, to you know, plough her own furrow. Because, you know, you've got people saying, oh, well, we can't shoot that, we haven't got time. Or, no, we're, we're going to shoot it this way and this sort of thing. And, and Meryl really you know, backed mm. her up. And when she was getting letters from Hollywood, you know, emails from Hollywood saying, do this, do this, mm. we do this, Meryl said, shred them. <laughs> she was great. So she was very supportive of it. And, oh, yes, and Colin, I, lo- and Colin I love anyway. Mm. He's fantastic. And, um, and Piers, I really loved Pierce. <laughs> he's heaven. He's exactly like you he's just a really nice man, really lovely. They were all lovely. It was it was beautiful I'd been out in Greece and everything at the end that was like a holiday
0: now i mentioned shakespeare early on of course you have given your lady m i, I have and you've also just done well mistress quickly in yes. the bbc's shakespeare uh, sort of mini series called uh, the hollow crime which is yes. going to be seen in a couple of next couple of weeks aren't yes. they so tell me about your relationship with the bard would you like to have done a bit more or do a bit more or
1: I wasn't bothered earlier. I loved doing Lady mm. M. I loved doing that. That was fantastic. That was some years back. But and I, I wasn't sure. And then they sent the script, and I thought, I, I've never been. I, I've never thought. Oh no, I must do Shakespeare. Mm. I haven't really felt that. But doing it this time, doing Mistress Quickly, I loved it. I suddenly wasn't afraid of it. I suppose I'm more afraid of it when I was younger. Mm. Well, I don't understand it. You know, how am I ever going to make that real and all of this? But. Suddenly, could, also, I suppose, may, maybe Mistress Quickly is easier to understand, but it was just heaven. And we had Richard Eyre mm-hmm. and Thea... Uh, um, East Sorry, Thea. Yes. Um, directing. She mm-hmm. directed Henry V and, mm-hmm. and Richard Eyre directed the two parts, the two parts yeah. of Henry IV. And um, so Mistress Quickly is in all of those. And um, But it was heaven with Simon Russell, Russell Beale. It your was full star. heaven rolling. up Our first... Scene was rolling about in the mud together, both of us padded, you know, so, <laughs> like this. It was really good, and you can imagine, This is the weird thing of an actor's life. You know, the first time we spoke virtually, I was on top of him like this, and we were talking away. Rodent, did you come down my train? <laughs> like this yeah. far apart. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, dear. Yeah, anyway. Yes, but it was really, really good fun. And um, I loved it, yes. Yeah. And, re- and I ma- it did make me think, God, i am come too old now to play any of the leads, really, <laughs> or anything. But um, it was. I loved it.
0: Yes, good. Well, we I look forward to seeing that. I mean, it's, I ran through all those extraordinary credits of yours earlier on. Uh, do you, I mean, most actors don't tend to look back. They don't think about their past achievements very much. I mean, yeah. do you think about them much? Or do you, are you much more interested in the next job and the next uh, engagement?
1: Not interested in either thing. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I, I suppose I'm more interested in the present, really, mm. than, than... I'm less interested in the next job. as so When I was young, yes, that's what it was. Definitely that. You know, it doesn't matter about what's gone. That's finished, it's history, now w- what next? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, more, I'm not like that now. I do think, oh, I wonder if anything will come. I'm not, you know, more interested in my tomatoes half the time. <laughs> <laughs> my raised beds, which are like a jungle now, because yeah. anyway, they haven't been tended, but anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, not so much, But uh, and I don't look back now. I, mm. nev- I never look at anything I've done.
0: No.
1: Mama Mia came on the television, I thought, oh my God, the other night when I got home, I turned on the television, i immediately turned it over. I thought, "Don't want to watch
0: that." Because you don't, you think you'd be embarrassed by it, or you just Pot. Yes, <laughs> you're just not interested. That was then, and this is now. Yes, a lot of actors seem to be. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you talk about Meryl Streep not being starred? Do you think of yourself as a star because you are? Oh, you're, you could come again. Now. Oh, I will. Thank you. <laughs> um, and what that entails, you know, in terms no. of. No, I think of myself as an actor. Mm-hmm. don't think
1: of myself, no. I mean, that's a sort of media thing, isn't mm-hmm. it, really? Yeah, no, I don't think of that.
0: But obviously, you know, the more responsibility one has, actors want to get that responsibility and have that kind of lead, that focus, because uh, you get, tend to get better parts and perhaps have more control over what you do.
1: Yes, through, through success in one part, yes. definitely that leads yes. on to, to other stuff. Yes,
0: And you're glad, obviously, that, that pleases you. Oh, yes, You've achieved you know. that.
1: Yes, yes, you have a, certain, a little mm. bit more power. I mean, you mm. could say, no, I don't want to, you know, who's going to direct it? Not with Howard, he was already here. Yeah. But, you know what I mean, with other stuff. Yes. You, you, you could not, you know, you can discuss it. Up ahead,
0: more. So I mean, a bit like normal. you know Alexander the Great when he got to India, he was disappointed because there were no more worlds to conquer. I mean, do you feel other <laughs> parts you want to you want to <laughs> conquer? Other worlds, you know, you want to other worlds. shine in. Brain surgery
1: or something like that. <laughs> well,
0: you're a writer now too, aren't you? You've written your. Novel. Yes, I do that's like kind of writing. Well. Yeah, I do,
1: yes. And I, I, I'd like to write something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you can just do it at home <laughs> on your own, you know, you're in your own With time. With
0: tomatoes, maybe. Yes, it, so that's right. Do a bit of tomatoes
1: in between. <laughs> but um, yes, I probably would like to write something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'd know. Wait, what do I worlds to conquer. Probably my own world, my own personal Mm. world. Not to conquer it, but to be uh, at ease with it and at home with it, which I I sort of am, but Mm. I'd like to pursue it a bit more. I like being at home. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lazy old bugger. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's it's hard to reconcile that with an actor's career, really, because you have to be away from home. Yeah,
1: I know. I think that's probably why. (laughs) I mean, you don't want to be back, but yes.
0: When you're at home, do you long to be at the, uh, the workplace? And when you're working, do you long to be at home?
1: There has It has been like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I've, uh, in the last 10 years, I don't think I've longed, when is a job gonna come mm-hmm. in? I haven't felt that, no.
0: Because they tend to come along pretty regularly, I imagine. I mean, the, the postman probably suffers from curvature no. of the spine, <laughs> the amount not of all. scripts he brings to your door. No, no. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's a little trickle of stuff that yes. comes in over the year. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it I don't, I don't want to do, not necessarily because it's terrible, some of it is, but um, but because I've been there before, or mm. they want what they've seen before, mm. or or it's just uh, it's not a good not not a good script, I suppose. Or, or it's just, so often it's stuff I would not, quite like to watch, mm-hmm. but <coughs> not necessarily not do. No, because
0: no. it really has to, it has to really get your juices going. Yes,
1: this thought. really did. Yes. This is one of the things, one of the only things for a long time that I felt excited about when this came through. Right.
0: Well, it's been exciting having you back here,
1: Julia. Oh, thank you.
0: Julia, it's been one of the greatest in (laughs) conversations ever, I think. Ladies Um, and gentlemen, please join me in showing our appreciation for Miss Julie Walter!